listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. This is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 5th of March 2021. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. Later, why petrol prices are likely to rise. But first, to the Australian share market, the 200 down 0.7%, 6,710 amid global inflation fears. It's seeing tech stocks being sold off. For more, I spoke earlier with Fiona Clark from Merrick Capital. Fiona, the market is down today. Why? mainly because of the leads that we've had from overseas markets. So we saw a big drop in uh, the Dow Jones last night. It was down as much as 723 points. We were uh, had a big fall today. We have recovered some of those losses, but, yes, a weaker day mainly based on, on that weakness from US markets. Oil and energy, though, proved to be a bright spot? Yeah, so the oil price was up over 4% last night. It came after the announcement by OPEC and its allies saying that they're pretty much going to keep the production cuts that were announced last year ongoing. Now, that's much better than the market was expecting. It was expecting that those cuts would be wound back by as much as 1.3 million barrels a day. So that was a good outcome for the oil price and for the energy stocks today for us. So, Fiona, to what extent is the bond market influencing the direction of local stocks at the moment and why? Okay, so the relationship between bond yields and stock prices is 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 actually a little bit complicated. In theory, um, when the risk-free rate is higher, uh, investors generally and typically expect a higher return from risk assets. So you would expect the return on shares to be be higher. But as I said, in practice, it's a little bit more complex, a little bit more complicated, and it really does depend on which sector of the market you're sort of talking about. So cyclical stocks, uh, stocks that benefit when the economy is doing well, which is, um, you know, higher rates are an indication of that, they will generally do better because the economy is doing better. And for banks in particular, when you have got a low cash rate and a higher longer term rate, uh, long bond rate, then their net interest margins, the difference between where they're borrowing and where they're lending out to clients is higher. So they're going to do really well. On the other hand, growth companies are going to do poorly. Now, how poorly they do will depend on two factors, one of which will be how much they've used easy money credit or borrowings to grow. Um, And the more that they've borrowed, the clearly the worse it is for the company. And the other is how far in, ahead in the future the growth is expected to come. So we discount future cash flows of growth companies. When you have a higher interest rate, you have to use a higher discount rate. So the present value of those future cash flows becomes lower. So those growth companies, the tech sector companies that have done really well in this low growth environment, we're seeing them pretty hard hit because of these higher bond yields. Okay, so is it likely to have a longer term impact on the market and investment strategies? Uh, in terms of the way I'm looking at it, there are probably th- three questions that you would, uh, you know, ask yourself in that in that regard. The first is, um, will there be a change in policy response because of high bond yields? At this stage, the answer is no. We've heard clear evidence from both the US Federal Reserve and the RBA that yes, we're noting that rates are higher, but it's going to have no change in terms of the impact on on policy response. The second is. Is it an indication or will it flow through to higher rates of inflation? And again, the answer is no, or certainly not yet. Uh, We might see inflation further down the track, but at the moment, the inflationary pressures that we're going to see are going to be transitory. They're related to higher rates of asset prices and certainly sort of some short-term growth impact. But 
to be honest, we've got so much spare capacity in the labour market and wages growth that any sort of real impact on inflation is at least a couple of years away. So I don't think we're going to see that going through. So the answer to your question is, will there be a, an impact on markets? Yes and no. I don't think it's a, it's a short-term factor in terms of stock prices, but longer-term policy response is stable. Inflation is longer for lower. I don't think there's a, a huge impact over the longer term. Okay, finally, what are you looking out for in the coming weeks? Okay, in the coming weeks, we've got a few things going on. We've got the Congress in China. So we have seen an announcement today that they're expecting 6% growth this year. That's certainly a lot lower than what the market was expecting. So I think we're going to be focusing on that and what that really means. Uh, we've got a lot of companies going ex-dividend, so that will continue to have an impact on, on markets. And, of course, we've got the regular flow of information. We've got jobs numbers in the US tonight. Um, we've got some consumer sentiment and business sentiment next week. So a few things to watch. But, again, I think this... Uh, uh, higher interest rate uh, story is going to be around for a while. Um, and I you know, would add to that the fact that we've seen surveys, many surveys, particularly the Bank of America Global Fund Manager Survey, talking about cash levels at record lows. Um, so I think this sell-off in bonds and equities at the same time, I think that's, um, you know, that could be a feature for the, for the next little while. Fiona Clark there from Merrick's Capital. She mentioned the oil price there, prices up 5%. So what does it mean for petrol prices? Anna Napoli spoke earlier with the NRMA's Peter Curry. Peter, why are oil prices so high at the moment? Well, unfortunately, what we've seen now is a sustained increase in prices globally uh, as the world starts to come out of the pandemic shock. Uh, that has seen an increase in demand in oil uh, Plus, it was a very cold northern hemisphere winter. We saw an increase in demand for heating oil. Uh, and on top of all of that, we have OPEC uh, maintaining their cuts to production. So uh, while demand is increasing quite significantly, supply is not. And what does it mean for petrol prices? Yeah, look, it's pretty harrowing, actually. Uh, we're seeing some capitals now with average prices of $1.60. Melbourne certainly has hit that. Uh, we're worried about Sydney, which is going up pretty quickly at $1.48. Uh, and the other capitals that have price cycles, well, if they're not there, they'll get close. Uh, so unfortunately, we're now starting to see prices at pre-COVID levels. Um, the fact that the Aussie dollar uh, is is performing pretty well against the uh, US is helping to ease some of that shock, but certainly... Averages of $1.60 will shock a lot of people, and rightly so. And what would your advice be to consumers? Well, look, it depends on where you live. So in New South Wales, for example, we've got real-time data, uh, which means that you can go on the NRMA's app or the government's fuel check website, and you can find the price uh, for every service station in the state in real time. It just makes it so much easier to find a bargain because there are still bargains out there right across the country. Uh, in other capitals, in other states, it's a little bit harder uh, depending on where you live. Uh, so we often encourage people to go to their local motoring club websites because there's information there about uh, what the prices are in their area and when to fill up. So what is really important is as prices are now going back to where we saw pre-COVID, it's so important that families do their research before they fill up because uh, otherwise you could really be paying above and beyond what you should be. Peter Curry there speaking with Anna Napoli. That is SBS on the money for this Friday, the 5th of March 2021. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at businessricardo. This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. 
It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.